the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so And to prove the point even further, Hamas calls for a global day of Yihad. You see, I've been, uh, you know, I face a little criticism because I normally am advocating for diplomacy and peace. And now after what happened over the weekend, there is no diplomacy or peace. As the filthy, low-life, inbred Hamas rapes and kills babies that's it we're done 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 and now you want to now you want to you, you you think you're going to scare now you're scaring people you think you're scaring people wrong you are wrong you are wrong you're not scaring anybody and what you got yourself in is a bit of a pickle and we understand you got your dimwits and your morons mainly democrats who are going to uh tell us about how you're somehow the victim i've got a clip here from ap news which is basically doing what some are afraid to do. They're, they're uh, pretty much trying to say that it seems to be that Israel is at fault for this. And then you've got uh, on mainstream media here in this country, they're blaming Donald Trump administration already. It's really interesting to kind of watch. However, that's not the case. And all you need to do is know the history. What what? The government supremacists are banking on, and they're probably right, as the vast majority of people have no idea of the actual history, how the real dispute was over 56 versus 43 percent of the disputed territory. That's it. You see, this Islam nonsense, Hamas and all the rest of it, they're 600 years after Christ. And they want you to think the Palestinians, the, the, the Muslims were there for thousands of years. You're a relatively new religion. I mean, you're not as new as, uh, say, the Mormons, or you're not as new as, uh, I don't know, the Scientologists, but you're pretty new. And this idea you're entitled to something, it's preposterous. A Roman emperor gave it to Greeks. That's why it's called Palestine, because he slaughtered the Jews, too, because they held a resistance. Now, it's a funny thing about the Jews. Jews and Japanese, only a handful of them, fought off thousands Thousands of opponents, the Japanese with China, and the before they were communists, they were just an emperor. And then the Jerusalem with Romans, just a few of them, killed thousands of Roman troops. And then one emperor said, that's enough, and he crushed them. See, you, you Hamas guys, you can't do that because you have never evolved. You still dress like it's the 7th century. You still beat your women and all the rest of it like the 7th century. And I know not everybody, and I agree. I'll be the first to tell you, I'm, I was baptized Catholic. I'm not a Catholic. I think that Marxist scumbag pretending to be Pope represents Gatsangul. So I, I, I'll cut slack for people who were born into it. I really will. 
But the people who celebrate this nonsense, which are a mass, a mass, millions and millions celebrate this, and they hate strangers because of their own religion, and that's why humanity cannot move forward. And that's why it's trapped here. So sometimes you gotta, you got to take care of what has to be taken care of. And the idea of what we all saw now is being presented as if it didn't happen, and it's propaganda, and I hear that. Believe me, I get it. I get it from listeners who I like very much. They send me, oh, it's all propaganda. Well, you have to be completely ignorant to your own history. You also have to be completely ignorant to what our country did in World War II. You see, the, the ideology of Nazis has existed for a very long time, even before Hitler. It's the ideology of just hate and government supremacy. And the real flaw with humanity, the idea that a government can rule over people more than, more than people themselves. And Hamas is Palestine. They're inseparable, and that's the problem. You see, I asked yesterday, you think there's a radio show in Palestine, a made-up place that is existing on sewers that were given to them because they can't do anything. They have nothing. Not because they don't have the opportunity, but because they're like our own very welfare roaches who don't squabble about policies because they get raises here like this. Hey, guys, it's your girl, Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss another increase for Snap. And guys, this is 10 percent. But it's see, that's why when I talk, this show isn't for the Democrat roach Snap recipient, not for them. Because you don't care about the numbers of the economy. You don't care that inflation for the working man is quicksand. You like the policies because you get bribed to like it. So you're like Palestine that exists on welfare. Can't do anything. Sewers you haven't updated for 70 years, 60 years. Why? Why? Because you're run by a religion. Not people, not a philosophy, not a principle. And now you have the audacity after the heinous acts you've committed. You're going to call for global jihad, yihad, whatever the hell you call it, so that your 1,200-year-old god that crawled into a well like a coward comes out and recognizes you because you still got the same costumes on, and you're scaring me? You think? Do you think you're scaring me? You're not. You're not scaring anybody with an IQ over 60. You're living in your own fantasy life where you think you're important and your Iranian theocrats are important and the inbred Saudis, ooh, big deal. You don't know anything about the fact that we've been trying to get along with you for hundreds of years, trying to bring you up to speed, but you don't want to. So now we're going to sweep the leg. You see, that's what's really going to happen. Nobody's fooled by Biden. Nobody's fooled by Blinken. We understand you've owned them. You bought Obama and Biden is just Obama. You understand you're going to get the $6 billion. And arguably, I can argue why, you know, in theory, you did sell the oil. I could argue why it's our fault, because we put together OPEC. Just like I could argue against specific policies in Israel. Israel had some very specifically socialist agenda policies that I didn't agree with. I didn't agree with some of the money that went between America and Israel. I didn't agree with any of that. But what you did, that's all off the table now. It's all off the table. And you did it. And now you said, oh, we didn't see the pictures. We all saw the videos. You sacked kids who were teenagers. You killed people in front. You sent text messages as recently as yesterday to mothers from the phones of the kids you kidnapped. Now you think you're scaring somebody with the jihad. The difference between the Israeli people, they almost were naive. See, their people don't have guns. Now I can't talk about Illinoisans because I'm not there anymore. But I could tell you here in South Florida, I'm going to drive to the East Coast tomorrow during the day. I'm going to get up early and I'm going to drive for my day at Yeehaw. And I'm going to see what happens. Because I don't think anything's going to happen 
I think you're all a bunch of blowhards. And if you do do something, then you better watch out. Because jihad might come to you. And see, that's the other thing. I don't like to be intimidated. I'm really not good at being intimidated. I never was. I bullied the bullies. See, now we could bully you in 50 different ways. You've never evolved. And all of the ones that are here, why don't you send some money back? Why don't you send some money back? Why don't you teach them how to do the plumbing and the rest of it? Because you don't want to do that. You're like the American welfare roaches. And in there lies the problem. So none of us are really persuaded by AP's uh, nonsense. Things have been heating up in recent weeks. Just last week, uh, four people were killed in a single day in uh, various Israeli military operations. So that Now what is left out of this is that for years, for years, somehow you don't have money for toilet paper. Somehow your women can't read and the rest of it. But you're firing rockets on a daily basis. Where do you get the money for the rockets, Mo? Hey, where'd you get the money? Because you sell the poppy to the American morons. You're right, you do. You sell the poppy, you're big into drug dealing and the rest of it. You got the black market going. You're like a ghetto in Chicago. That's how you exist. The problem is, you've got a, 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 a media outlet. You've got propagandists of your own. And they've taken over the main positions in these Democrat sewers. And sadly, in America writ large. That situa- situation has been heating up for some time. The fact that Israel has a far-right government uh, committed to building settlements, uh, committed to controlling the West Bank... Why doesn't Palestine build settlement? What do you build? Where's the Palestinian construction company? Where's the resorts all along the Gaza? Beautiful place. You can't have them because your sewage has been overflowing for four decades. And you're, you're flushing your own gaga into the ocean because you're savages. Uh, also has, uh, has contributed to the atmosphere uh, by raising tension. Did you ever hear of those waste treatment plants? Well, it's amazing what they could do now. They could open up a waste treatment plant so nobody has to live like it's like the 7th century. Of course, you'd have to get out of the costumes so your God doesn't recognize you when he crawls out of the well. Frickin' morons. And by pushing for even harder military action in the West Bank. Plus, tensions have been rising in the, in the Gaza Strip recently. Uh, only last week or two weeks. This is a news, this is a newscast. From the AP, Associated Press. You remember the ones that redacted the information uh, since pretty much World War II? Weeks ago, uh, Hamas was orchestrating protests along the border to put pressure on Israel and to put pressure on the uh, international community to send more money and to allow more Palestinians to work inside Israel because the economy is so bad there right now. So when you take the security situation uh, in the West Bank, the economic situation in the Gaza Strip, uh, the conditions are ripe for some sort of economic situation. Let me. What were the good years for the economic situation in Palestine? Was it when you had your guy Yasser Arafat and your entire country produced four billion and him and his rat family stole one point three billion and lived in Paris? Was that your big banner year, Palestine? You had 73 years. What'd you do with it? Uh, some sort of conflict. Now, the third factor is the internal Israeli situation. Uh, Israel is deeply divided. Uh, this Israeli government uh, has been very divisive. Uh, it is going. Oh, it's a, it, 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 the Israeli government has been very divisive. You see, in a government that has differences of opinion, it's divisive. You fracking moron. You know where it's not divisive? It's not divisive in Palestine with Hamas. You see, they have all kinds of rules. If you argue against the government, they chop your head off and kill you. If you grab something because your family's starving, they cut your hands off. If your wife goes to the mailbox without her costume on, they torture and rape her. Going forward with a program to overhaul the country's judicial system, and this has led to mass protests across the country and led many 
military reservist to stop serving, to stop coming uh, to report for, uh, for duty. By the way, Squirrel, you know why they attacked the kids, teenage kids that were at the concert? Because they get their asses handed to them on a daily basis when they go with their yeehaw against the real soldiers. They get their asses kicked. As a result, there are concerns inside Israel that the army appears weak and is losing uh, its uh, power of uh, deterrence and its power of readiness. Doesn't look weak today. In fact, they turned that so-called Palestine into what you guys remember, how you dress. Now your outfits match the landscape. Rocks. Now, Hamas may have looked at this and seen or at least perceived a weak Israel and decided that the time was ripe to strike. Well, that was a good decision, huh? And now you're calling for, uh, what is it, a day of yihad, and you're threatening Americans. Yeah, you are. You're threatening Americans, and some Americans, Democrats mainly, they're going to try to appease you. I'm not going to appease Tell me where. You don't have to guess for me. Tell me where you want to go. Even if they bring a Palestinian in as a commentator, he's the accused. The BBC, CNN, Sky News, all of them. This is our fault, squirrel. This is everybody else's fault. They're like the Chicago Democrat. It's all everybody else's fault. You know what we need? We're going to have to figure out how to get somebody in there who understands how to reason with simpletons. You have chaos, bloodshed, war, terror, and death. Look what's happening today. Because the occupant of the White House is a laughingstock. All over the world, America's enemies cannot believe how lucky they got. They got real lucky. Every monster, villain, dictator, and terrorist, and there are plenty of them. I know most of them. I got to know a lot of them. All over the planet, they're having a field day because they know they will never have it better than they do with Crooked Joe, who in many cases... You know what I keep thinking about? If Trump was in office like he should be after he won the election, you know, before they stole the throne, and Hamas calls for a day of yihad, how many bombs do you think he dropped? Not on the people. On, on, on the specific so-called leadership, you know, it's hard to find them. Granted, nobody has any mustaches, a lot of beards. They're all dressed like it was the 7th century. But Trump, Trump would have bombed just the leadership. Now who wants to fight? Cases receive money from those countries. And unfortunately, with the most corrupt and incompetent president in our history, we're closer to World War III than anyone can understand. There's never- so you got a choice to make. You know, Squirrel, this is the benefit being from my neighborhood. No matter how tough you are. If you get hit first, it's hard to recover. You got a choice to make. So now you got to decide. Are we going to take them serious with their yihad? Or, or are we going to try to negotiate with people who are still dressing today like it was the 7th century? What are we going to do? Peter, this is my friend Omar. He can teach you many things about our faith, including how to ululate. What's that? It's this. Oh my God, that's terrifying. I don't know if I'm ready for that. No, Peter, it's okay. Just sing the beginning of La Bamba, but don't say the La Bamba part. Oh, okay. La, 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 yes, good job. La, la, You're doing la, 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 it. Bamba. Ooh, so close. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Kick it! Ah, squirrel. You know, yesterday when this dimwit in diapers, this feeble moron, went out there and told his his lie again about Golda Meir. You know, you hear him talk and you listen to the babble and you realize who we're dealing with, right? He's never told the truth in his miserable existence. I'm going to tell you something. I want you to hear this and then I'm going to tell you what the White House released today. 
Thank you. Thank you for the intensity of your support. It matters. It matters that Americans see what's happening. I mean, I, I, I've been doing this a long time. I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever... Anyway... Here's the good news, Squirrel. He never did see it. White House walks back the comments of the commander-in-chief saying he never really saw any videos. The White House says Biden based his remark on claims made by a spokesman for Israel. Prime Minister in the media reports coming to the Jewish state. I mean, every time he opens his franken mouth, it's a lie. It's an absolute lie. There is never been a word of truth coming out of this moron ever. And this will all be wrapped up in spending. And who will the spending go? It'll go to the Stefan Bandera Azovs. Controversy tonight over a monument in Montgomery County. This monument has been there for decades, but it's just starting uh, to stir up anger now. Don Timoney explains. Nestled among the many grave sites at St. Mary's Ukrainian Catholic Cemetery in Elkins Park, a large stone cross honoring Nazi collaborators. The monument standing here for 30 years and pretty much going unnoticed until now. This memorial was erected to the Ukrainian Waffen SS division that, for, that fought alongside the Nazis. It is very painful. Marsha Bronstein of the American Jewish Committee says they've had a very strong relationship with the Ukrainian community of Philadelphia for years and is calling on them to do the right thing. Did you know, Squirrel, that during the eight years that I refer to often in our show about the civil war that was going on between the Ukrainian government and the Ukrainian people, it was primarily Russian Jews that they were slaughtering. The Waffen SS was known. That's why they celebrate Stefan Bandera Day. So what Joe Biden and the rest of the thieving rat Democrats seeing an opportunity in, in, in this faux support for what happened in Israel is an opportunity to fund the Waffen-SS, who they've been in cahoots with for decades. Uh, Terry on the south side. Yeah, so all wars are bankers' wars. You brought this up before, but every time somebody tries to get away from an American dollar, we go to war about it. There's, uh, there, there's an article and a documentary. It's only a half hour long. It's all wars are bankers' wars, and it walks you back through history. Andrew I've done Jackson, that on the show. Term. I've done that on the show. I've done well, that. Jackson, and I said to you we're on the verge of World War III, right? Yeah, I, did, I yeah, have to tell you. They're going to make it happen. Oh, I have to tell you, though, Terry. What are you going to do now? You see that Hamas, with the direction of Iran, in collusion with the first time ever, the first time or ever, the Saudi prince in Iran hold a, a, a wartime video conference. First time ever. So what do you think? Do you believe the call for, for uh, Yihad? And what happens tomorrow if a, if a suitcase bomb or nuke goes off in a major city? What do you want to do then? Because I'll All tell you what, I agree with you on the money for war, but at that time it's time to sweep the leg. What oh, do you think? Agreed. All right, and after enough. we're done cleaning up those houses, we've got to clean up our own. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, that's a big thing about today. Good news is Stephen Scalise, the corporatist fraud, isn't quite the speaker yet. Uh, Tom and Burbank. Hey, I got something to tell you about. Uh, let's take a little trip down memory lane here. All right. During 9-11. During 9-11. When the Saudis when the bombs, the, yeah. Yes. Huh. During 9-11, I remembered a lot of Palestinian flags on Harlem Avenue going up. And then the Bridgeview police making them, taking them down on the next day. 
Yeah. The problem here, the problem here is this. People coming to this country don't want to be Americans anymore. They want Americans to be them. And it's yes. very, very uncovered. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know the difference between that specific origin and, say, Polish people who came here under the Soviet Union, how they loved the country, or Russians? You're talking to a Polish Soviet... person. There you go. See the difference? You came here because you There's loved the, the idea of freedom and liberty. You didn't come here because you wanted your neighbor's wife to walk around in a beekeeper costume. Because she was sexy and you felt bad that you had a little Schwansteiger. Thank you very much. That's what they're all mad about, Squirrel. Very small genitals. And if they want to make up, I want the genitals in the hands of everybody that touched one of those Jewish girls and raped her. In a bag. That's what I want. You guys are big. You want to cut off the hands for stealing bread? Let's cut them off for this. Ken in Geneva. Hey, I'm just curious. Since the, the narrative is really controlled and consistent on all the media... So they're telling us what they want us to fight about within each other. What do you think is really going on that they don't want us to hear about or know about? What my opinion is, is based is based specifically on the out, outpouring of the media that was censored really quick after. The social media, when you saw the chaos of parents trying to communicate with kids who were kidnapped. Are, I mean, are you a parent, Ken? I am a parent, and it yeah. appalls me that uh, I've got two daughters. I would never put up with having guys dressing up like girls going in the room without going into the room myself and beating the hell out of the person. Well, that's, 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 that's the position we deal with here. Imagine the, the Israeli parents. Now, you have girls or boys? We've got girls. Okay, Real so when, girls. now I'm sure you're like me, and you don't want your kids to go to things that they, they want to go to, right? Taylor Swift and Lollapalooza and all the rest of it. Right? You hate that as much as I do, don't you? Right, yep. Right. But what happens when they want to go and the friends are going, what do you do? What do you do? Do you compromise? Do you say, okay, you can go one day, not four. I'll get you the tickets, right? What do you, what do you ultimately do? You ultimately, you probably bend like I do. I admit it. I bend. And I, and I buy the ticket and the kid goes and all the rest of it. Now imagine that you did that, even though you didn't want to do it because you're an adult and you know what's, what the possibilities are. And these 7th century filthy rats took your daughters. What would you do? Kill him. There you go. We can agree. Uh, how much time, Squirrel? I'm going to come back. I don't want to cheat anybody. So uh, when I get back, I'm going to take your calls. Um, but I'm going to tell you what. You have to kind of take this into, into what it is and who's in charge here. Here's Fetterman. Sling Blade. The Morphodite on a late night show last night with his shorts on and his hoodie. Looking dumber than a $3 bill. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> like, sometimes, sometimes you literally just can't believe, like, you know, these people are making the decisions that are, you know, determining the, the government here. It's, it's, it's actually scary, too. Now, is that ironic or unironic, un Squirrel? What do you think? I don't know. But Sling Blade likes French fly fries. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I'll tell you, Squirrel, you would think with all of these collaborators to these third world hellholes 
being Democrats, that we would have a leg up on all kinds of negotiations. I mean, has anybody asked Senator Bob Menendez? You know, he, he's fresh off of his scandal from banging underage hookers in, uh, in, in South America. That, and it fi- turns out, Squirrel, he's a foreign agent to Egypt. Uh, this just in, we have learned of new charges against Senator Robert Menendez from New Jersey. He is now accused of acting as a foreign agent. This according to a superseding indictment filed by federal grand jury in Manhattan. Meanwhile, Governor Phil Murphy is looking to quash speculation. He may fill Senator Menendez's seat with his wife should Menendez resign. Ah, oh, the fracking Democrats always like to put the wife to work. Uh, she got off of a DUI where somebody died, right? She got off of that scandal. That's a lot of clout. Now she's going to be senator. But what about the Middle East? I mean, after all, it was Egypt where he had his money laundering scheme going, steering government money, our money, tax dollars, into that corrupt third world hellhole where there's still open air slave markets, you know, since Hillary Clinton and the Barack Obama regime got done helping them. And in the meantime, uh, they're just going to put the wife in. That doesn't seem right, does it, for the American Senate? Ah, what's the difference? You let this dimwit in diapers become president. Why not let him become senator? Uh, George, Naperville. Sean, I've been instructed by Biden to fear global warming. I have no room for any more fear. Can I ask you this? Is there going to be any specials at the marijuana stores tomorrow? There might be. You know, they got to keep the Democrats happy, and they just got to raise on their snap cards, which is why uh, uh, nobody's really concerned about inflation. That normally would be a story, but then again, so many Americans are just got a bump in their snap cards. They're really not concerned. Because it's hotter than expected. CPI for the month of September headline expected up three tenths. And many are saying if you extrapolate this number, we're in the twos. Well, it's up four tenths of one percent, up four tenths, one percent. Still don't see revision up six tenths in the rearview mirror because, of course, up six tenths was the highest since June of 22. Strip out the all important food and energy, which is what I was referring to with food that extrapolate. and energy. That's my favorite part. They strip out the food and energy and how do you keep support for these idiots that destroy every municipality every county every city every state how do you possibly maintain support for these idiots hey guys it's your girl Shalane. i'm back today with another video in today's video we're going to discuss another increase for snap and guys this is 10 percent but it's coming in 2024 we're also going to talk about replacement benefits for one state by the way, you know why she said another squirrel? Because October 1st, they just got a bump of 4%. That's why as long as inflation doesn't go over to food stamps, everything's going to be all right. They're preparing for January. You get another 10%. You'll be happy. Keep voting Democrat. Except when it kind of comes to your own uh, own neighborhoods. Then you don't like it, right? Then you have, you're taking my park away and I voted for you like you see in Galewood and the rest of it. Uh, Robert Bloomingdale. Oh, Sean, first thing... Welfare, you should be working. The reason I called is don't be surprised if they do an investigation down the line and you're going to find out the money and the weaponry is being used, thank you, through the Obama and the old Biden administrations against Israel. They want you to believe that the rockets that the, the Hamas has been firing for decades in Israel cost $800. Really? To make a rocket for $800? Then why are we spending half a million dollars on rockets that we're giving to the Nazis? I mean, uh, Ukraine. Why are we spending half a million dollars and they spend $800? Maybe we should hook Hamas up with Ukraine. They all have the same philosophy. They're Nazis. It'll be fine. Terry, Dyer, Indiana. Hey, Sean, I'm sorry, but um, you know, I, I understand we got our uh, freedom of speech and everything in this country, but these uh, guys uh, promoting these terrorists in this country, 
they ought to be rounded up and their citizenship should be revoked. And well, you know, here's how I feel about it. I think I think if you do that, then we're like Hamas. I mean that. Let them do it. You know, there are these neighborhoods where this is acceptable, right? Just make yeah. sure. I think I want them to tell me who they are personally. So I want them to put that on their store, and then I decide if I buy there. I want them to tell me who they are, and then I decide if I rent them my place or I sell them my place or if I do business with them. I almost, I really prefer when they tell me who they are. You see, I, I would never do business. I would never enrich. I would never collaborate with anybody who supports this kind of chaos and destruction, which is why I find it hard to be around any Democrat. Thank you very much. I like when they tell me who they are. Tell me the kind of scum you are so I don't enrich you. And that's another reason I, I, I'm very... Um, very suspect of what we see in the macro economy. Back here live, Karen, Devin, uh, you never know who you're going to run into outside of Solidarity House late at night. Uh, UAW Chief Sean Fain surprised us this evening. Uh, President Fain, can you give us an idea of what went down this afternoon that motivated the strike action against Ford? I understand you were very displeased. I also understand you may have something said something to the effect of no bucks, no trucks. Can you uh, can you fill no bucks, no trucks? You know, what's funny about this communist extortion mafia pig fat slob never worked a day in his life. Sean Fain. She never asked about the 70 million dollars that the UAW stole from the workers that they still can't find. Now you're going to ask about Ford, right? And then he's going to tell you this. Listen on that meeting with Ford today. Well, no bucks, no trucks sounds like a chain of the membership that works hard down there at Ford and, and all over the UAW, all over this country. And, um, you know, it, it's frustrating. Um, really, uh, we have been at the table every day. Um, the vice presidents, the bargaining committees have been working so hard to bring an equitable and fair agreement to the membership. And so equitable and fair agreement to the membership. See, this only floats among Democrat morons who don't understand what they're facing. For instance, the company itself is a pass-through. doesn't exist anymore. Ford says it will lose $3 billion in sales of its electric vehicles to consumers this year. But the automaker does expect to hit the profit target set for this year. Of a- you know why, Squirrel? It's going to lose $3 billion because every time it sells one of those phony, mandated EVs, on average, it loses $32,000. In the meantime, this particular plant was part of the scheme. You see this simpleton, this this Fetterman-looking morphodite, Sean Fain. He had this plan to divert attention from the money that the UAW stole from the workers in the meantime. But he had this plan where he was going to knuckle under Ford and the rest of it. He doesn't care about the thousands, thousands of Ford employees that were fired going into it and the thousands that will lose jobs afterwards. He somehow has the Democrat mafia to put the lipstick on the pig of these really destroying the Thousands of workers' jobs. And then you wonder, well, should they be hired anyway? Today, Ford will start reaching out to owners of recalled SUVs. The automaker recalled 200,000 Ford Expeditions and Lincoln Navigators after learning their heating and cooling fan motors can catch fire. So out of that plant, they're going to go on strike, which is good news for fire departments all around the country. We'll be back. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Squirrel, we might have solved something. I know how we could solve all of this nonsense with the UAW and Hamas. I think we could tie this all together as well. 
We cut a deal with Hamas where they only use the Ford trucks that burst into flames. This way, we can kill two birds with one stone. What do you say? They could buy, oh, Hamas doesn't have any money. That's true. But maybe they could stop using those non-union-made Toyotas because they're as good as tanks. They keep surviving these wars. Rob and Joliet. Hey, Sean, first-time caller, big fan. Uh, basically, I want to mention this uh, thing. It's on YouTube, and you, everybody can look it up. It was a Joliet Township meeting, Yep. and uh, it was on October 10th. I know I, I heard it was briefly mentioned, you know, like on the Fox News thing or whatever clip that goes on your show, mm-hmm. but uh, I was trying to listen to see – you know, if you guys were going to talk about it in detail or anything, but I just want everybody to know that there was that meeting, and it's uh, there's this guy Angel Contreras. Yeah, yeah, and- we got the, we had the whole story. I've talked about it a couple of times, and the and and the reality is, Rob, uh, that's what you get in those areas that elect these idiot. Democrats and these scallywag politicians. And I've got even worse news for not just the people in Joliet, but for the people in Illinois. It looks like you're going to be paying uh, tax dollars for reparations. The commission is charged with making recommendations, holding meetings, providing reports and performing actions regarding the preservation of African-American neighborhoods and communities, uh, building and developing vocational centers for African people of descent who are uh, descendant citizens, ensuring proportional economic representation in all state economics and creation and enforcement of an Illinois slave era disclosure bill. Can you let me know where you all are in that process? Um, Well, obviously, the creation of the commission, you know, allows us at least to not only have meetings of the commission, but also reports. Um, There's an awful lot that that we don't know yet uh, for the state of Illinois and how you might uh, go about providing reparations. Um, And uh, honestly, that that new commission, I think, is going to be a huge benefit to us. Um, But, uh, you know, that's a process that's going to take us certainly a, a number of months to finally get some real reporting out of a you know group of folks who uh, care deeply about this and who will help the legislature and me as governor to figure out how we might move forward for reparations um, and how that would be carried out. Now we could forget about to see that the Democrat morons don't know that Illinois was one of the states where slavery was illegal, one of the 13 states without before the Civil War without a shot being fired or Abraham Lincoln or the rest of it. Doesn't matter. You're buying votes, baby. So you're mad about Joliet? Those are voters. Once they come here, they get all the goodies. What do you need? Healthcare? What did Brandon Johnson say? You need healthcare. You need housing. You need uh, uh, schools. You need some walking around money. There you go. That's what it's like when you're a socialist. Craig, I'm on Greenwood. Craig, I'm doing. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Yeah, good. But pay attention. Whoever there is, they give you the tip. Now that's who should be talking. But go ahead. We're working together. We're listening to you, and we're working together. Nice. You're building your deck still? Got your deck going? Working, at, working on the stairs on the, for the deck. Maybe yeah, just in time floor. for winter. Timing is everything. Uh, Go yeah. ahead. All right. Listen, two, um, when uh, Biden took and stole that White House two <laughs> years ago, and then something, came out, something came out on that when that uh, uh, cat from uh, the Hamas or whatever it was was talking to the Russian uh, news agency, and he was talking about two years ago, they got, they got the serious work on planning out this thing. They planned out two uh, years Which ago. yard gnome are you talking about? You're talking about the yard gnome from Palestine, the fake country, or are you talking about the one in Iran? Whoever was talking to the news agency in Russia. Yeah, the Iranian. Yeah. yeah, he was, he was bragging. 
And, yeah, and they teamed up. They teamed up when as soon as Biden was in, and uh, and that they took it had the, the the idea. Hey, this is our time while Biden's in there. So they worked on it for two years, and they finally got their opportunity. This thing is more about like like a Biden. And yeah, they yeah. Knew he, he got, got very chesty it. after Trump lost or was uh, was removed from office. He won, but after he was cheated, he got very chesty. Yeah. Up until then, he used to run to the car. Like a gangster in New York in the 30s. He run to the car with his head down. He didn't, he wasn't parading around that, that Kleenex box on his head and that face, that yard gnome face and the costume he's got on. He was quiet. Cause I think we blew up. Didn't Trump blow up his, his number one terrorist who presented the, who pretended to be the general? Yeah. What a difference an election thief makes. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... Way back in 2008, there was a documentary called Farewell Israel. Then in 2010, there was another one called Atomic, I call it Yihad, but I guess it's Jihad. My next guest was the producer of those documentaries. He's also the author of Michelle Obama 2024, her real life story and plan for power. He's done many, many documentaries and... uh, One that was very impressive is Barack Obama, Dreams from My Real Father. He is Joel Gilbert. Joel, I wanted to have you on to talk about the Iran deal and how this groundwork was laid for what we're living through today. How are you, my friend? Okay, I'm good. Great to be here. Thank you. It's really aggravating what we're going through. However, I can't help but notice you were way, way in front of the curve. Is this the intention that um, the American uh, uh, body politic of the Democrat mafia has had for a while? Well, look, the uh, situation going on in Gaza and the Middle East war that's broken out is really a direct result of the fantasies of the Israeli Labor Party, the Israeli left, supported by the Americans and Europeans from back in 2005, where they embraced the PLO, Palestine Liberation Organization, and they told us that if we bring these terror groups into Gaza and the West Bank, that peace will break out. And every year or two since then, they've had to fight a war with Hamas, and they pretty much kick the hell out of them, and then they decide to kick it down the road for a couple of years, and this is the final end result. And this is the result when political fantasies are are implemented in real life. You end up always blowing up in your face. We see the, the border crisis with Joe Biden and all the Venezuelans coming over the border. Finally, two years and seven million people later, he said, okay, I got I to gotta build a wall and deport some people. So the leftists worldwide have these fantasies. Uh, Marxism and communism itself are fantasies about how society can be organized. And these fantasies always blow up, and that's what's happening in the Middle East today. The PLO is a fascinating scam. A fascinating... You know, I'm from Chicago, so I like the fascinating scams. When you realize that Yasser Arafat had $1.3 in his accounts in Paris when he died, and the GDP of so-called Palestine was $4 billion at the time in 2004... (laughs) 
you see the scam. It's a phenomenal scam. The country pretty much is like a Chicago Southside ghetto. It exists on charity and hands outs and scams. And the people who pretend to represent the community are the ones who profit the most. Isn't that really what we're dealing with as we refer to the country, Palestine, that refused to evolve in 73 years of existence? Well, and it's, I agree, and it's backed up by the Europeans and the American administrations, except for Trump, that pump uh, hundreds of millions of dollars into the Palestinian Authority and into Gaza. So they have no uh, incentive to change their politics. What they're doing is working for them. Now, I could argue, too, on, 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 on some of Israel's policies. For instance, the Israeli left is just as bad as the American Democrat, which is who sympathizes with it. However, when you see this kind of atrocity, I am willing to put aside all of my criticism. And what we saw was really not part of the news, but it was given to us through an entity called X. It used to be Twitter. Do you find it ironic that today the EU wants to go after X, or formerly known as Twitter, for allowing that information to be out? You see, the, the reaction isn't to show us what was on X or, or Twitter. It's to censor X and Twitter. Do you find that to be shocking in the year 2023? Well, it's now, now we're kind of used to it. I mean, uh, we, once when Elon Musk took over Twitter, we found out that most of the Twitter staff, including their attorney, were spooks. They're from the FBI and the CIA. So th- they want to control social media in order to control their messaging. Uh, but look, one of the biggest ironies is that the vast majority of Israelis who were murdered or kidnapped are peaceniks. They're people that lived in these kibbutzes, kibbutzim, near the Gaza border. They would take uh, the Palestinian Arabs to hospitals and b- bring them and employ them. And they were the biggest Israeli leftists in the world. And the first people that got murdered by the Palestinians, who they've largely supported for years, uh, turned out to be these peaceniks. It's uh, tragic and ironic. It is. It is. But uh, the, the, the tragedy is, is just unbelievable. And when you saw it, when we watched it, I didn't watch it on news. Like I said, I, I received a lot of it directly from the people who were affected. As so many people were trying to communicate with their own kids on social media. And then you see these particular Hamas members and what they're capable of and how they view humanity itself. To me, these are people that I'm not interested in cutting a deal with. But when you look at this entire situation writ large, we're in the year 2023, and these, these people are convinced it's the 7th century. They do this to celebrate a god that uh, they believe crawled in a well and comes out 1,200 years later. I mean, it's just preposterous at this point. So what do we do in the year 2023? Because I'm kind of tired of going round and round and round. And the reality is the only thing they're really good at is poppy and shipping it off to different countries. So what are we to do in the future now? Look, there's a fundamental misunderstanding in the Western countries, including Israel, of the movement of Islamism. Islamism is the grassroots Islamic movement for the past hundred years in the Islamic world, which wants to return to the days of glory of Islam, when Islam controlled two-thirds of the civilized world, when it was the most uh, advanced culture in the world for 1,200 years. Islam began its decline about 300 years ago, and all these different jihadi movements are different subcategories of Islamism, the movement to revive traditional Islam. Uh, The Israelis' mistake, as well as the Western countries, unfortunately view the Palestinian-Israeli conflict as nationalistic in nature. If we just give them this piece of land in Gaza, there'll be peace will break out all over the place. And the reality is it's a religious conflict. It's a conflict between the religion of Islam and the aspirations of Islamism versus Western national culture 
And the inability to understand that is why we keep having these wars. Yes, and you know, it's funny, because I'm not a religious person. I was baptized Catholic, and I, I, I laugh at the people that think that there's something called infallible popes. It's preposterous to me. I see the scam for what it is. It's a great money laundering system. I think the vast majority of people feel this way. Uh, yet this particular section of people refuse to question what we all see. So when you, when you play, when you've gone through your own history and researching all of these things, and you tie it into the fact of Barack Obama in his enriching of Iran, his enriching of the, uh, the radical Islamists, is this something that we should be aware of was going to happen? This is how he truly feels? Where are we at with that? Yeah, look, uh, Barack Obama, uh, his ideology was based on radicalization by Frank Marshall Davis, who I maintain in my film, Dreams from My Real Father, is Obama's real biological father. He's a man that Obama admits raised him in Hawaii. He was a member of Communist Party USA. He was also a Soviet agent during the Cold War. Obama was raised and radicalized by an American communist. And then he became very good pals with Bill Ayers of the Weather Underground fame and Michelle Obama was very good friends with his wife, uh, Bernadine Dorn, also with the Weather Underground Domestic Terror Group. So the influence of these anti-American radicals on the Obamas cannot be overstated. And they have a fundamental ideology that America has to be fundamentally changed. Didn't say, doesn't tell us for what it is. But when he was running for president in 2008, five days before the election, Obama said, we're five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Nobody understood what he was talking about. But the transformation in the socialist communist world is to get rid of the capitalist system, get rid of traditional American society and replace it with radical socialism. And I believe that the Obamas are very dedicated to that goal. And part of it is tearing down the United States, tearing down our place in the world, tearing down our ability to influence world events and keep the peace in favor of some unknown international order where the United States is a minor player. Uh, all of this is playing out very, very poorly as we see Obama's third term progressing here in the Biden administration. The last 50 years in America is an interesting time to be alive, isn't it? I mean, we were able to catch a glimpse at the fantastic uh, uh, benefits of Americanism. And we also saw, inarguably, one of the greatest declines and rejections of the principles of Americanism. Yet one thing that's been consistently on the rise is this anti and I don't want to even say anti-Semitism, because that, that, that's not really right. Semites are more than just Jewish people. This is specifically anti-Jewish movement. And you see uh, us supporting the only country that celebrates Stefan Bandera, a very well-known Third Reich Nazi. You see uh, 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 us rejecting the principles that we, this country was really about of Americanism. I feel that we are witnessing the rise of the Fourth Reich, and I've called it that. I start my shows with that. That's the only way I can explain our current events. And I'm wondering, uh, am I alone in this? Well, the Democrat Party has adopted a shocking number of policies, starting with racial preferences, uh, anti-white ideology, uh, promoting uh, people based on race and gender that are reminiscent of the Nazi policies. And they're very anti-American policies. They're policies that uh, are in contrary to our Constitution. They're contrary to Martin Luther King, you know, judge a person by the strength of their character, not by the color of their skin. And this movement by the radical American left 
uh, has been moving forward because uh, they haven't really been honest with what they want to do. Obama ran as a mainstream candidate, traditional candidate. Line by line, he was going to go through the budget. You remember that? Yeah, he said, I'm going to obey the Constitution. (laughs) Marriage is between man and a woman and God. As soon as he got elected, he threw the voters under the bus and pursued a radical agenda that nobody voted for. Uh, Biden, the same thing. You know, he's Mr. Moderate. He's going to restore order. Instead, I think because he's just so old, in order to remain relevant, he just decided he would do whatever Obama told him. And he's pursuing the next level of these radical Obama policies that are no one supports in this country. He cannot win an election based on these policies, but somehow they do. Well, they steal it. It's, uh, that's pretty much how I feel. Uh, you know, it's funny. It all traces back to the once great city that I'm from. I mean, phenomenal city. And you realize Chicago was the communist capital of America during the time that's of right. communism, right? But what well, it started. Lansky- American, American communism, Communist Party USA, started in 1922 in Chicago. And that's where right. all these communists come from. Frank Marshall Davis, who I think is Obama's real father, was one of the first black Bolsheviks, they called them, out of Chicago in the 1930s. And uh, they tried to use race to divide the country. When that failed, they became anti-war in World War II. When that failed, they became uh, anti-Vietnam, anti-draft in the 60s. They never told you that we want to dispose of the Constitution. We want radical social. They never tell you that. They're always anti-something else. The new system is anti-racism. We're against racism. Well, everybody's against racism, so we're anti-racism. They want to use it. Yeah. Right. You peel it back a little bit, and that's just a front, because they really want, are pushing radical socialism that is total nonsense, and Americans don't want any part of You know, it's funny. It's that Sololinsky era, when he was able to mir- marry the ideology of government supremacy with organized crime. And that's the beauty of these policies. That's how it all winds down to that guy who looked a lot like Yasser Arafat. However, he died in a $2 million mansion in Carmel, California. Do you think they enjoy the irony of the guys who practice communism and government supremacy all being worth millions, or is it just me and you? Uh, You know, somehow, look, Bernie Sanders used to criticize millionaires and billionaires he used to yeah. always say millionaires and billionaires you know got a tax he doesn't say millionaires anymore he just talks about the billionaires because he became a multimillionaire yeah. from raising money for his presidential campaigns and giving it to his wife who had a uh, you know a private tax company that would take in all the money yes. and that's how that's why he owns all these different homes it's phenomenal. So are you working on anything new, and is it going to be titled The Rise of the Fourth Reich or the Hamas Coalition in the U.S. Uh, Congress? What are you going to go with? The Hamas well, look, Caucus the, the, or the, the Fourth new, Reich? The new film, the film and book combination out right now, it's called Michelle Obama 2024, Her Real Life Story and Plan for Power. And I am predicting that Michelle will replace Joe Biden. There is a uh, deadline of... December 23rd coming up to get on all the primary ballots for the uh, presidential election. So I believe that Michelle in November will declare for president. Nobody wants Joe Biden. The Democrats are terrified of him bringing down the whole ticket. Nobody wants him. Yeah. He's got a terrible record on the economy, on foreign policy, you name it. So uh, Biden can run all he wants. He doesn't have to have to drop out. But what I do is I show that Michelle has been following in Barack Obama's footsteps. She's copying what he did to run for president. Barack had a voter registration organization. Michelle has a voter registration organization. Barack wrote two autobiographies before he ran for president. Michelle has 
two autobiographies. Uh, Barack introduced John Kerry at the Democrat convention in 2004. Sure enough, Michelle was the keynote speaker who introduced Joe Biden in 2020. That's typically the person that they think will be the next nominee. Meanwhile, the Democrat Party, I think, set it up for Michelle Obama. They moved the first primary out of Iowa to South Carolina, where half of the electorate for the Democrat primaries are going to be African-American. And then they moved the Democrat National Convention to Chicago, of all places, Michelle's hometown. That's great. So uh, you can see the film at uh, SalemNow.com. You can live stream it or on Amazon Prime Video. And the book version and DVD are both on Amazon.com. And you can see the uh, the trailer and read all about it, MichelleObama24.com, and that'll link you up, MichelleObama24.com. He is Joe Gilbert, and I would just want to name your next one. How about following in Barack Obama's footsteps with bigger feet, the Michelle Obama story? What do you think? Uh, that could be part two. I'll write that down. <laughs> Thank you very much, Joe Gilbert. I appreciate you making all right. time. Thanks so much. All right. We'll be, we'll be back with your calls and comments. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560, The Answer. You know, I have said since uh, Joe Biden was allowed to steal the office that this will go down in history as American dark years, dark ages. Right now, the Joe Biden regime, incompetent is their best cover story. Fact is, he's an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. There's a nightmare scenario that's being uh, bantied abound. And that is a report from Strategic Posture Commission. The Strategic Posture Commission kind of monitors what uh, our foreign policy looks like. And they are saying there is a possibility of not just an Israeli two-front war, which is what they have going on right now, but an American two-front war. The bipartisan panel says U.S. is facing simultaneous wars with Russia and China. Not to mention we got a, a call from these idiots dressed in the 7th century like yard gnomes calling for a day of yihad. In the meantime, they're going to ask uh, how were they safeguarding us. This morning, the president and the vice president who joined from Air Force Two while en route to. Did she have her skirt on? Yes or no? Las Vegas met with senior administration officials, including Attorney General Merrick Garland, Secretary of Homeland Security. I think Merrick Garland had his blouse off. Alejandro Mayorkas, Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, White House Chief of Staff, Jeff Seintz, FBI Director Chris Ray, National Security... Sounds like the dating game of losers. Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, Principal Deputy National Security Advisor John Finer, and Homeland Security Advisor Lish Sherwood Randall. The President, Vice oh, President, and their national security Good. teams discuss steps they are taking to safeguard the homeland and the people of the United States, including Jewish, Arab, and Muslim communities following the Hamas terrorist attacks in Israel. It's going to be like Brandon Johnson. It's going to be utopia. You guys are everything. And if you want, we're even going to throw in a pair of shoes, maybe some soup. Jerry, Western Burbs. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Aggravated. How are you, kid? So, Looking forward yeah, to my day of yihad. Can't wait for that. Do they have the barbecue there? What do they got at the day of yihad? Go ahead. I got my robe set up for tomorrow, but uh, you know all these fellas that are hanging out down on the border and coming across the three k a month or yeah three k a month guys. They're I mean, talking about the war there in your little uh, in the news segue before. Yeah, what you're going to see in probably within the next six months is that all of these fellows that are up here and they don't really have any means, 
But if we allow them to join the military, uh, we can give them expedited citizenship because we've got recruiting problems right now because no, everybody wants to go for tranny training. But yep. you're going to see these guys are going to get, uh, they're going to be wearing the olive drab army or Marine Corps. I'm not quite sure if I want to arm the, these guys. We've got what, what about 400 guys that we know are on the terror watch list. You want to, you want to arm them? I mean, we already did it with Afghanistan. We gave money. We gave arms to the Taliban. I'm not sure I want to arm them yeah, but that's, in that's, our own that's, country. That's the same deal where you create a problem because you've got a known solution that you want to implement. Same thing with chasing all the police officers off the police force. Now you're in the Western burbs. What are you going to do tomorrow for your day of yihad? You're going to wear a uh, kiss the cook shirt and have barbecue. What do you, what do you plan on doing for the day of yihad? I'm going to Bridgeview and partying over at Toyota Stadium or whatever they call that now. Yeah. Well, let me know. Let me know how it goes. I can't wait to talk to you. Check in tomorrow, Jerry, for your day of yeehaw. In the meantime, what do we got here, Squirrel? Death to America and butter shots. Don't boil me. I'm still alive. Iraq Lobster. The official day of uh, Yeehad song. I want you to play that at all your barbecues for the day of Yeehad. John at Park Ridge. Hey, Sean. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Um, I uh, loved your last uh, interview, the speaker that was talking about the SDS. Joel Gilbert, yes. Joel Gilbert, yes. Yeah, I was, a, I was a student at Kent State University when uh, four students were killed. Oh, my God. And ever since that time... Um, we memorialize those students and remember those students until on May 4th. Now, uh, last year I got the email, we're celebrating the brilliance of the war protesters at Kent State University. It has totally come full circle. Oh, my God. They have, you know, it only took, what, 50 years to totally uh, change the story from what it was to what they want it to be now. It took, it took and, the end of uh, Ronald Bill Reagan for the... There. Bill Ayers was there. He was... He was the one who burnt down the uh, the ROTC. Well, he was a rich kid, Bill Ayers. His father was the head of GE, yeah, yeah. wasn't he? His dad's a lawyer. No, I thought his I thought his father worked. Maybe he was a lawyer for GE, but his father had a huge job. He's a very rich oh, kid. Yeah. Did I ever tell you when I saw him on the Eisenhower in a black S five fifty? Oh, I was yelling out of the window like a lunatic. He got off the expressway. But, you know, everybody thinks this guy's down with the struggle. These are butter handed pansy trust fund kids. That's who they are. Yeah. That's who started this whole fracking thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's sad because, uh, uh, you know, they're asking, Kent State's asking for donations every year to oh, from God. the alumni. And now I can't even, I can't even, I don't even want to tell people I graduated from there. Tell them you want your tuition back, inflationally adjusted. That's what you want. Oh, that, would be, that would be a lot of money. <laughs> I know, I know. But listen, John, I mean, the good news is, and, and this is the experience that, we have the benefit over our kids and grandkids. They're never going to know when America had a principle unless we win the argument. And the question is, are we winning? And when you look at these areas, in particular your area, which was a phenomenal area, Park Ridge, I, I drove through it last week when I was there. It doesn't feel the same to me. I can't help but notice the businesses that are out of business. It doesn't have that uh, je ne sais quoi that it once had. And I'm wondering what happens when good people finally make the decision to go. I'm wondering what these, this is going to look like. And I think what you're going to see is a separation of the nation. And I think Convention of the States is catching on. And I think that's our only alternative at this point. When you have American people supporting chaos, destruction, communism, government supremacy, the way Barack Obama's acolytes did, 
you have to make that decision, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And hey, we're we're trying to figure out how to get out of here. You know, you come down here and live by uh, me because I tell you what, tomorrow. Their day of yihad means gats on ghoul down here unless I go over to the East Coast and decide to throw a few of them in the ocean. In the meantime, yeah, I'm, John. I'm, I'm concerned. I just want to say one last thing, if I could. Absolutely. Um, the, uh, <clears throat> um, when I was a student at Kent State University, uh, we started Black History Month. It was started at Kent State University. And, you know, my own kids think I'm a racist because they were taught that. And I'm not a racist. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's insane what people don't what people don't know, and I can't transfer all my knowledge to my kids. I can only tell them, you know, the truth takes time, and just and, wait. And John, they're going to get curious because the, the the real moral of the story is they're watching these idiots in Chicago. They're watching the corruption. They know it, whether they articulate it or not. They're going to have to grow up, and they're going to know it. And one day, hopefully, you'll be alive. They're going to sit back and say. Our dad was right about everything. Because you are. Thank you, John. Stay positive. I appreciate the call. Rich in Indiana Park. Hey, Sean. How are you? Splendid. Listen, uh, Sean, uh, this uh, Adrian uh, Mitchell on uh, MS uh, DNC. Andrea Mitchell, when you talk about Mrs. Greenspan, you get excited about it. You're talking about a girl that's a billionaire. Billionaire. Andrea Mitchell. Go ahead. But the question that she asked this poor woman who's, uh, whose children were kidnapped by Hamas, yeah. what she thinks about what's going on in Gaza? <laughs> I mean, what the hell is this woman supposed to think? You know, the upside of being married to Alan Greenspan is you're a billionaire. The downside is that your brain doesn't work as, as, as well as it could because you haven't had an you're orgasm in 50 years. See, so there's an upside and there's a downside. Billionaire, no orgasm. Next thing you know, you're Andrea Mitchell. Who gives a rip what Democrats say about anything? I mean, really, who gives a rip? You're living in absolute chaos and squalor, and you love it. My favorite part is when you start to wake up a little bit, like they did in Galewood. Another half-assed gangster town. You had the ex-governor who looks like he should be on the the uh, brochure for paint disclosures because he looks like he ate lead-based paint when he was a little kid, Pat Quinn. You've been getting everything handed to you because your neighborhood's got clout. Now you're, now you're upset, though. Now you are. You've been voting Democrat for five decades. Eat it now. Updating now. Frustration and confusion in one Chicago community tonight. They say a plan to move migrants into a local park would disrupt their neighborhood and the park that they rely on. And Really? You rely on the park? Maybe now you morons know what the word sanctuary means. Vote Democrat. BC5's Christian Farr spoke to people there today. I want you to know that we are still fighting. Austin residents have now filed a temporary restraining order against the city to stop any use of the Ottomanson Fieldhouse as a migrant shelter. Austin has the highest crime rate. We deserve better. And we. You deserve what you're getting. You deserve what you're getting, Democrat. Let me see. Can you tell me your last four votes? I want to know the last four ones. I want to know who you voted for. And I've got eight to one, says you voted for Brandon Johnson. What do you say there, dummy? We'll say no. That's even though the city has backed off plans to use the Park District building for that purpose. Attorney Deidre Bauman filed the injunction on behalf of some Austin residents who say the park and field house are for the community. You know, you know, did you hear what J.B. Pritzker did today, Squirrel? He blamed, uh, I think he blamed me. 
A Villa Park man is facing charges tonight, accused of throwing rocks at the window of Governor Pritzker's home. Illinois State Police say 38-year-old Adam DeBash is charged with two... Now, I don't know Adam DeBash. You know Adam DeBash? I don't hang around with a guy named Adam DeBash. I don't know anybody dumb enough to throw rocks at Pritzker's window. Somehow, uh, this guy's attached to me. Counts of stalking, one count of criminal damage to property. It happened yesterday. Three windows were broken, but no one was hurt. This is the second time this month that a governor has been targeted, something... Governor Pritzker is blaming on Republicans. The divisions across the country, which are being fomented by the MAGA Republicans, led by their MAGA Republican leader, Donald Trump. Yeah, it's Donald Trump's fault that your window got broken, you stupid fat slob. Yeah. Nick Garfield Ridge. Hey, Sean, how are you, bud? Good, Nick. Yeah, I just wanted to say tomorrow I'm taking, I'm a police officer. I've been the police for 25 years, and I'm taking tomorrow off to sit in the parking lot of my eight-year-old son's Catholic school because they don't have any kind of security like most Catholic schools. I'm going to sit in there uh, in case one of these idiots tries to do something. I'll have my patrol rifle and... uh, God love you. I wish I was there. I'd bring you cigars. We'd sit in the car and smoke cigars. I mean it. I really do. Fantastic. I I got one more comment. One more comment. Um, Cream Puff Jim, I'm 52 years old, so uh, do you remember the Giggle Snort Hotel? Of course I do. Wait, nuts! I missed a lot of school. Every when time, I was every time Cream Puff Jim comes on, it I crack up because he sounds like the blob. You know? I love him. I don't know what it is, man. I tell you, I never met him. I I, I got him pictured though. I guarantee you, he's three ten, three twenty on a good day. Right. Yeah, and, oh yeah, like waiting for you. Thank you very much, Nick and Garfield. Rich, stay safe and aim straight. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Get in my belly! Come on! You're welcome. <laughs> I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. I don't think you understand, Squirrel, how much I love that son of a gun. Randy Naperville. Yeah, hey Sean, how you doing? Two things really quickly. First of all, uh, if you think the if you think the east coast of Florida is worse than the west coast, you're wrong. The west, the east coast with the ocean site, Lantana Oceanfront condominiums. I bought a condo new. You remember, and I sold the things, whatever. I love the ocean site. It's beautiful. You you sound like half of my friends. You know, I practice real estate on that side. I do. But it's, you know, I, I love it because you know, it's very gitchy and you go around and it's wonderful. No, but I like, no. I like the calm water like a bath, baby. I don't want to. I don't want to Treasure Island since I was a kid. I've been I, going to Treasure Island since I was a kid. I get Randy, you on the Gulf side, too. If I want to see a Democrat, I have to get in a car and drive like a cigar. There's nobody that's a Democrat in Collier County. Nobody. It's phenomenal. Well, well, anyways, okay, so that was one thing. Look up Lantana, condom, Lantana Oceanfront Condominiums in Indian Harbor Beach, that little sliver of a, of an island between the coast and the, and the intracoastal waterways. Awesome. Anyway, okay, is, the is. other thing was you played a great clip yesterday of a Polish person talking yeah. about Poland. Who yeah. was that guy? He is uh, part of their parliament. In fact, I'll play it again because he's got a very Polish name. I will play it again for you when we get back. Thank you very much. Randy. Thank you. All right. All right. All right, John. Thank you. See you. Kurt Brookfield, you got about 20 seconds, kid. Hey, I wonder how these Palestinian protesters in the U.S. would feel if someone went and gunned them down. 
would they be, oh, well, that's just part of war of their lives. And two, America, people got to tell their kid what's going on. We got to show these horrors, and they need to learn. You need to sit your child down and explain what's going on. You feel that way because you're a man. Unfortunately, our way of doing things is not in vogue. The good news is we are never going to look good in a miniskirt. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me. Looking forward to talking to my next guest. What's amazing is that the government in America, the year 2023, feels it's needed to navigate us through business and life. When you realize that America was the youngest and the richest country because it was built around the citizen, not the government. The citizen's unalienable right to exist. Property rights. Didn't matter what your sexual preference was or your race, this is the country that delivers by far the highest quality of life. Now, the problem with that is it's a participation sport. So if you're a no-good, bust-out, drug-addict, scumbag, you don't have a good quality of life. That's not the fault of the person who is none of those things and has a great quality of life. Somehow we've allowed this con job of the government being supreme among government supremacists, and they navigate and pick winners and losers. It has to come to an end. Ironically, there are people putting up a fight against it. People like my next guest, who's the author of a new book, The Diversity Con, The Secrets and Lies Behind the Shady DEI Industry. He was able to write this book because he started out as a packaging engineer at Hasbro and saw it firsthand. He is David Johnson. David, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's aggravating what we're living through now because uh, I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I, I'm in my 50s, although I look fantastic. And... I didn't need the government to tell me how to get along with anybody, regardless of their race or their sexual preference or whatever it was. And I've had a wonderful life. If it ends tomorrow, it's been wonderful. Now, for some reason, this government wants me to believe that I'm at fault for all of the ills in society. And how does it get started to me that this catches on is with kids? And I'm wondering, is that the plan the way you see it? Uh, absolutely. Um, the plan that is coming top down from our government and the large organizations that work with it is to indoctrinate the next generation of children into not American ideals of merit and property rights and individual liberty, but uh, an ideology of collective rights and top down authoritarianism and group identity over merit, over personal identity, over pretty much everything else. You know, David, I, I've studied, I like history, and I like um, to study how it's been bastardized and corrupted throughout the years. And one thing about government supremacy is that it has to have a villain. There always has to be a villain. If you go back to Karl Marx, if you talk about Fidel Castro, no matter who you go to, there's always the boogeyman villain. Now, I find it funny in America 2023 that the boogeyman villain is me. And the way that I got here is um, I'm a, I was raised by a single parent. My mother was too proud to go on welfare, so she worked three jobs. I was pretty much 
told right from wrong from her and her relatives. I didn't feel that I had any kind of benefit or privilege, and I navigated through life, and I've had a wonderful experience. I didn't realize that this was due to some sort of race privilege or sexual preference. And um, I don't think it was. I think that they're lying to us to build that boogeyman that Karl Marx wanted to build or Fidel Castro. And I'm curious, you have a totally different experience than me. How do you see it? I wouldn't say completely different. Um, <clears throat> I, I grew up, I'm, I'm 27, by the way, and I grew up in man. upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, grew up in upstate New York in a diverse melting pot of different cultures of where different people, first and second generation immigrant families came to America because America is the place where anyone can make it if they work hard and they believe in that American dream, which still exists today. But the, what we're being taught now um, from school children and even in uh, corporations in these DEI trainings is that the people who get ahead in this, in this country only get ahead because of they have a specific race, sexuality, and uh, sex. And it's usually these straight white men are those who have all the privilege, as we're told. And if you don't have it, if you're someone like me, who's neither straight nor white, then you are inherently oppressed and you will never succeed Unless the government helps you. And that's what they're trying to push America down the path of. And the facts be damned. This is the part that annoys me the most. See, I went to a a Catholic school that didn't have a lot of uh, Caucasians. In fact, it was at the time in the 80s, it had the most amount of of, uh, black students of any parochial school in Chicagoland. And ironically enough, that's where I found my friends. And they were and are. Uh, friends to this day and I didn't they didn't look at me as an oppressor and I didn't look at them as a victim and they all went on to build nice lives even though some of them have passed away now and that was something we were proud of it wasn't until very recently that all of a sudden there had to be an oppressor and there had to be a victim but when you look at the black community in America financially they are the fifth most successful country in the world if we were to do that and look at the black race economically How have they been able to take away all of the achievements of so many millions and millions of successful black people? How have they been able to take it away? Uh, It's it's a two-part process. So the first thing is they exploit the existing racial tensions that have existed in America that were getting better, at least in my experience. Um, When I was growing up in the early 2000s, there wasn't nearly as much racial tension as there is now. And the second thing is they're exploiting the lack of education in America as a whole. Um, Young Americans are not learning proper history. They're being taught, like you said, a bastardized version of history that teaches them that America was this racist nation from the outset, even though it's one of the few nations on an earth that has done to the length that it has to stop genuine racism and get rid of slavery as an institution. There are many countries today that still have it. But oh, they don't absolutely. teach that. I'm shocked that this particular moron, Joe Biden, has been able to hide from his own history. I mean, this is a guy in, in when, when Barack Obama was running, not only went on a tangent about how uh, 7-Elevens are owned by Indians, but called him a clean, articulate guy. He's a guy that hung around with the only known, what, well, not, but the, the latest, Robert Byrd, an actual Klansman. 
He eulogized him. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? How in the world has a party been able to whitewash? Yes, the pun was intended to whitewash the history of the party that was officially a racist party and still really practices racism. How did they do that? What was the magic trick? Because they control education and the it is a a just shining example of the failure of American education that someone who is genuinely as racist as Joe Biden is. And that word is overused, but it applies to Joe Biden, who has said such things as, if you don't know if you're voting for me or the other guy, then you ain't black. It's when insane. referring when uh, in the Trump race. So Joe Biden has a long history of being racist, but they don't teach it. And the media is the media apparatus goes to any length to project him as this kind loving old man who's not a racist child predator um and americans unfortunately fall for it because they a lot of people just don't know their history um but the more you learn the more you actually understand what they're trying to do and how false it all is do you know i rejected uh trump early on because i'm from chicago and trump uh hired a democrat scumbag alderman by the name of Ed Burke, who's a, a real mafia up. I call him the short in the pants mafia, the Irish guys, short in the pants mafia, real mobbed up. And he hired him to get a tax benefit on Trump Towers. He gave $50,000 to the Democrat Rahm Emanuel. But for the most of Donald Trump's life, he was a Democrat. And the other thing is he hung around with Russell Simmons for years. This is very well known. He's in what, 32 different rap songs? He's been an asset to Mike Tyson early on in his career. This is somebody that, even if you disagreed with him philosophically because he bribed Democrats, this is somebody who showed no no uh, traits of racism ever. He was on uh, Oprah Winfrey when she was still fat and broke in Chicago. And uh, she loved him, right? Everybody loved him. How was that able to flip? Is it just because he said, okay, I'm going to run as a Republican? Is it, has the, ironically, the party of Lincoln somehow become the party of the Klan? And, and, and was that done because black people supported the misinformation, black people who Donald Trump hung around with? I, I wouldn't say it's even just because of black people. It's, it, it goes back to the media apparatus. Everyone loved Donald Trump until he ran for president um, because he was the outsider coming into that establishment. I'm fairly confident Donald Trump even has pictures with old civil rights leaders, and there's an old commercial with him with dancing with old like old school drag queens donald trump is ironically what you could call a progressive democrat but the media hates him because he is destroying all of their neocon plans and because of that they have led one of the most impressive gaslighting campaigns in history to demonize the man companies should love him companies like the one you work for should love him because what he delivered was an economy that was flourishing People of all proclivities and races all thrived. Yet it was at, during that time, at the end of his, when he, uh, I think he won the election and got robbed, but whatever it is, when the beginning of, of Joe Biden, the implementation of this kind of corporate agenda that you experienced and exposed, thankfully, um, in, in, specifically at Hasbro. Tell us a little bit about DEI, because to be quite honest with you, I think I know what it is, um, and I reject the idea that uh, government gets to implement this, but what did you experience specifically at Hasbro? So uh, what I experienced at Hasbro was I was brought into um, a workplace seminar on DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, That's the 
three of the pillars of what you could call um, leftist Marxist ideology. Um, and in that meeting, um, the reason I decided to bring it to the public was because they wanted us as the engineers um, to discreetly and covertly influence the product packaging and marketing to push um, a racialized and gender focused ideology onto children without the parents' knowledge. They wanted to, they, they felt they had a responsibility because they have such a large reach to children because it's Hasbro. It's a household name. Yes. Um, that it was their social responsibility to socially engineer the next generation of children and influence the parents through influencing the children, which is insidious. <clears throat> You know what's shocking is that I remember, I'm old enough to remember when they had the uh, the Looney Tunes commercials on, and they would play the ones that they played during World War II that were against the Nazis and against communists, and it was fascinating to see that this idea of influencing kids has really been around forever, and um, Hasbro kind of used to be on the side of the the principles of Americanism. You could say at the forefront of it. So I'm wondering... Once you exposed it, do you think it changed its agenda, or do you think it's still practicing exactly what you exposed? I would say it's still most likely practicing exactly what I exposed. Um, it's not even unique to Hasbro. This, it's influenced by such large, multi-billion-dollar corporations, and I explore a little bit of this in the book. But it, the corporations such as Nickelodeon, the NFL, um, Nike, Walmart, um, YouTube, and their parent company, Google and Alphabet, there are... There's such large pools of money um, that are being funneled into funding these programs to influence all of America um, that Hasbro's not unique in that in the slightest. I was just in the opportunity in the right right moment at the right time to bring that to the public. Some, something that's shocking to me, I have an extensive family and friend network, and I have friends who are not heterosexual. Um, but something that's really shocking to me that I'm living through is the normalization of adults performing and discussing and almost accepting this idea of sexual activity with children. And when you see this agenda of this sexualization of kids, this is something that no matter what your sexual preference is, I have to believe the vast majority of good people reject. Why do you think the, the, the gay community, for lack of a better word, and I hate doing that gay community stuff, but large, has kind of been not as, as forceful against it as I am or that I think they should be? Do you think that maybe I'm misinterpreting it or you think they're intimidated? Um, there are predators. Like you said, there are genuine child predators hiding within the LGBT demographic because it's, it's not really a community. It's more of a demographic. Um, yeah. But the issue is within that demographic, there is a large adherence to, I guess, what you could call groupthink, um, mm -hmm. things that things that claim to represent or stand for the LGBT get defended automatically without much scrutiny. And that's the problem. Um, a lot of people are just so fervent. And you, you see this kind of thing with organizations like BLM. Large, corp large entities that claim to speak for identity groups aren't allowed to be criticized, even when they're doing abjectly abhorrent and evil things like predating on children and trying to groom them into sexual lifestyles. And that's another big component of the book that I try to um, bring attention to because it's not most gay people. It's not most lesbians. I wouldn't even say it's most uh, transgender adults. It's a small group of very loud and very organized predators who are, sh 
who are using the gay community, the gay demographic as 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 a shield. Yes. And BLM is an interesting. I played a clip of BLM and the uh, the girl who kind of headed it up. She gave a million dollars to the father of her child. She hired her morphodite brother as security. He doesn't look like he could fight himself out of a wet paper bag for two million. <laughs> she basically stole the fragging money. They, they, they own mansions that are worth six million. She's got a 30 million dollar stock portfolio. And I still love to play the clip where she says she's trained Marxists. They're Marxists with millions. Is the black community outraged at the fact that this dimwit stole the money that was raised in the name of the black uh, American? Well, I can't speak on behalf of the black community, um, but I can say that a lot more people are waking up, especially in the past week with their um, declarations and what they've chosen to support, that they are a group of violent domestic terrorists who are not interested in helping developing the black community at all. They are in it for the money, and when they got all the money back in 2020, raising off of um, the George Floyd riots, they bought a lot of large mansions. Um, and Patrice Cullors, I believe, had four or five. And when yeah. she was questioned on it, she said, well, this is how I'm giving back to the black community. I'm giving to my family who are black. So, therefore, I'm helping the black community. And oh. that's how it always is with Marxists and communists. They, they say they're going to help some oppressed group. And when they, when they rise to power, when they get the money, they hoard it and they help themselves, leaving the people who help them get to that point to suffer. That is the core of Black Lives Matter. You know, I have to tell you, I am so impressed with what you did because you didn't have to do it. You could have just sat there and taken the money or you could have produced it and you uh, produced the product they wanted you to produce. And you, and you had the courage to stand up and do it. And you probably didn't think you were going to make money on it. So you wrote a book and I hope you make a ton of money on it. The new book is called The Diversity Con, The Secrets and Lies Behind the Shady DEI Industry. But the most impressive part about you is you're a 27-year-old kid. You could be my kid. So tell your parents, I'm very impressed with what they did with you and I wish they would have sent me notes about 20 years ago. Thank you very much for joining me. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. All right. Said his name and he calls live from the Giggle Snort Hotel. Cream Puff, Jim. Oh, Jim? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about John Maynard Cage. Was there a competing <laughs> economist? Was there a, I don't think there was a competing economist with Cage in the 30s and 40s. What are you talking about? You're talking about like Adam Smith? Of course there were competing. How about Frederick Hayek, his friend? An exact opposite. Frederick Hayek. See, you know, I think I discovered the problem with you. You you thought that he was the only economist? Frederick Hayek was the leading voice of reason. But he was a Democratic economist. He was a Democrat. Get the hell out of here. He was a crooked bastard who lost his money in the stock market and liked to play around with little boys. You know, he was found with an underage male hooker in in, in his hotel room when he died. Did you know that? Jesus, what do you work for, Burns Security? <laughs> I'm going to tell you another thing about John Maynard Keynes. His his philosophy of government subsidizing the economy stopped at five percent. Did you know that? 
No, but I mean, but at least the, but still, that was our champion for years. And then it was Jack. Was your champ- Maybe that's your problem. That was your champion. He was a bust out. John Maynard Keynes was a bust out. And the only thing he did was after the World War II, the Bretton Woods Agreement, where he's the one who put together the idea that America would be the world currency. However, he also was very, very specific about the U.S. dollar being attached to the price of gold. So uh, it's amazing. The Democrats who say they like him don't understand the principles he uh, was under. But you could take a look for yourself and realize that in today's world, John Maynard Keynes would be looked at as if he was Frederick Hayek. And the Democrat mafia does what it always does and lies and cheats and rewrites history so it can steal the future. That's exactly what you have happening when they talk about John Maynard Keynes. He'd be appalled at the misuse of his name. Karen, Illinois. Yes, hi. Um, I just want to say I love listening to your show. Oh, thank you. And um, I just listened to your last guest, the 27-year-old. 27 years old. Do you imagine that? Wonderful. (laughs) He was very smart. Yes. Um, But he talked about Hasbro and about repackaging children's toys as to hide stuff from the parents. Well, to steer stuff for for the kids and and to deceive the parents. But he didn't just talk about it. He worked there. He was part of the engineering team of the packaging. He exposed it uh, on on Project Veritas a couple years ago. Go ahead. Well, it just reminded me of what I've been seeing in the stores lately. Um, You know, there's stuffed toys for children, of course. And now now they have mushrooms. Stuffed toy mushrooms, and I'm just thinking, what on earth does a kid, what what is a kid going to do playing with a mushroom? It's in the shape of a man's body part. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just freaky. It's creepy. I never even thought of that. These diabolical, sick bastards, huh? Well, Karen, keep your kids away from the mushrooms, and more importantly, keep them away from the leftists. Thank you very much. The dreaded mushroom. Thank you. Wow. Squirrel, it's not much to say about that, huh, Squirrel? In the meantime, let's go to a Polish official. I told you I'd play. It's very impressive. Thank you, Mr. President. Dear leftists, I'm very happy to take part in this debate about democracy in Europe. So let me give you some example of very major democracy in Poland over a thousand years of, of tradition of Polish nation. Polish nation rejected you, dear leftists, Eight times. Eight times in a row you have lost elections in Poland. So get used to it because you're going to lose again. That's number one. Let me give you some data about Poland and Polish democracy. The lowest unemployment in European Union is Poland. The highest GDP after COVID in European Union is Poland. One of the lowest debts in European Union is Poland. So don't give us this rubbish about the need of educated immigration, as we heard yesterday. We don't need your doctors. We don't need your engineers. Take them, take them all, and pay for them. We don't need them. You know why? Because there is zero terrorist attacks in Poland. Why? Because, because there is no illegal migration in Poland. So don't give me this look. Don't give me these arguments about the populism, because this is a fact. This is your data from Eurostat. So we don't need 
your engineers, we don't need your doctors, take them, do not, do not, do not teach us, do not, do not teach us about democracy, because we know what the democracy is. So, learn from Poland, be like Poland. You know what else isn't in Poland, Squirrel? They don't have kids' toys like mushrooms. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. You're the devil in the sky. Oh, yes, you are. This is the Barack Obama official campaign song, I believe. Elvis, I'll tell you what. I miss him. I thought that I was in heaven. All right. I was going to talk about the Ella French murder. Murderer, scum, roach, and his assistant. But uh, let's let's cheer up a little bit. Judy, Judy, Judy. Westmont. <laughs> Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm okay, but I'm a little concerned about that mushroom lady. All right. Because I'm, I'm wondering if I may have already been subliminally conditioned, because right now I'm driving home with a Lumalnati's deep dish, and I ordered mushrooms. Judy, where were you in the 80s, kid? All right, I'm sorry I missed you. Thank you very much, Judy, Judy, Judy. Go enjoy the mushrooms. Yes, I got a phone number for you to give those mushrooms. In the meantime, uh, I was thinking about that policeman who's going to his daughter's school tomorrow during the day of Yihad. And you realize why it's important that maybe a lot of people should do that if you can. Because the law enforcement in these Democrat sewers is really a joke. I mean, it's really a joke. It's a shame what that city's going through. It's a shame what Illinois is going through. But uh, listen to the duality of government supremacy. A man is facing charges for allegedly shooting towards Chicago police officers on the south side. Police say Jose Rico fired a gun in the direction of the officers on Tuesday near 61st and Honore in West Inglewood. No officers were hurt and police did not return fire. Authorities arrested Rico moments later. And uh, what happened to him when they arrested him? He's given a court date. Go on. Yeah, good afternoon. That hearing just wrapped up, and the judge did accept a guilty plea from 25-year-old Eric Morgan, which would mean in the deal that he made with prosecutors that he could be free in just seven years. Ella French's mother was in the courtroom today. Seven years? 312-642-5600. Seven years? You killed that girl, that beautiful girl. Why? She's a Chicago cop, so... You want to make sure he doesn't get a lot of time? Is that what's going on here? For the hearing and also talk to the judge. French's mother told the judge before the hearing was over, she doesn't think seven years are enough. And though her faith tells her to forgive, she can't do that yet. She also told the judge about Ella's kindness and empathy for people who she came across as her work as a police officer. She then went through the agonizing hours after learning she had been shot and her pain since her death. Officer French was killed back in the summer of 2021 during a traffic stop. Prosecutors say Eric Morgan and his brother Monte and another woman were pulled over in a car that Eric was driving. Officer French and her partner Carlos Yancey, who was also in the courtroom today, struggled with Amante, who prosecutors say shot both officers. French, He should get 700 years. He should be thrown in the well where those moron Hamas idiots are keep waiting for that dummy to crawl out of. How about that? Seven years. Are you out of your freaking in the meantime, let's have a happy ending. Here's one that uh, 
ends the way it should. A man in Dallas fired more than a dozen rounds through his apartment after two people tried to break in. And here is the video of how it all went down. It's my favorite part. They're trying to break in his door as well. And they're breaking in the door. First, they ring the ring doorbell, and he saw the neck tattoo that basically was scumbag, don't hire me. And uh, they, they pretended that they were selling something from Amazon. They were dropping off a delivery. He said, go away. I don't want any. And he started to kick his door in like they were going to rob him. But what they didn't know, it's Dallas, Texas. Unlike Chicago, they like when their citizens defend themselves. One of the men in the video pretended to be a maintenance worker waiting for oh, someone to answer the door. The man who lived there, Ethan Rodriguez, told them to leave, and that's when they started to kick the door. When Rodriguez saw that one of them had a gun, well, he fired his own. That's nice. He's not going to get seven years. He's going to the cemetery. Tom in Blue Island. Sean Dittos. Sean, the clip you played of a Polish leader a couple times today in the last few days strikes me as that used to be what Americanism is. It can be branded as, uh, you know, ethnocentric or, or prideful, but it's just that you're proud of your people and what you can do, and it seems like we've lost that in our country, brother. Did you hear Brandon Johnson talk about giving everything to everybody except for the Americans that have been paying taxes all their lives? That's when you know you are no longer built on the principles of the individual. This is now about the government redistribution, not of wealth. Wealth means nothing. They steal the money in the meantime. But of rights, of rights. These people that you're giving food, housing, clothing, entitled to nothing. You're entitled to nothing. In the meantime, if you wiggle against it, you'll go to jail a lot longer than the guy who shot Ella Friends. I wonder if they're going to they're gonna talk about the sentences for the election theft protest referred to as an insurrection on January 6th. I wonder. John in Chicago. Yeah, hi. hi I love your show. I'm a retired Chicago police officer. Oh, and for you. this clown to get, for a judge to even allow this to go through, a judge has a judicial power to not accept this type of plea. It is an embarrassment to the legal profession, an absolute disgrace. John, it's outrageous to me. And, you know, I like to think about two things at one time. And to think that the guy that they said was involved with those, uh, what are they called, Proud Boys, who wasn't at, he wasn't at January 6th. He got 17 years. 17, Uh he wasn't there. In the meantime, this scallywag who shot and killed, shot the other cop, he gets seven years. That's when you got to, you know. I'll tell you what. It's insane. I love your show. I love what you're doing. You're doing a great public service by by enlightening some of the, some of the people out there. There's a lot of people that love listening to you. I I drive home every day listening to you. And oh, it means the world to me, John. Now, can I ask you how long you were on the job? I was in lo- 25 years almost. Did you happen to know a guy, detective, funniest son of a gun I ever met in my life, Chicago cop named Denny Delutri? Where did he work out of? There was I, don't so know. Many I was a kid. I, I was a kid. He was play, he was oh. playing hide. You know, he was he was teaching my aunt about the mushrooms. He did when I was a kid. In the meantime, he uh, was the funniest son of a gun I ever knew. Honestly, the funniest guy oh. I ever knew. And the reason I really sure, always I loved cops Chicago. Have, yeah. Cops have great sense of humor. You know, sarcasm, yeah. wit. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I'm sure you probably would have been a great police officer. Oh, yeah. Thank you, John. You well, when, when you're up to your elbows in the scourge of humanity, you can either laugh or cry, and real men laugh. Thank you, John.
Appreciate the call. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Seven years. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. What an atrocity. It's a Democrat sewer. Please. Bill, Southwest Side. All right. Hey, Sean. How you doing, buddy? Good, brother. How are you? All right. So here's what I heard uh, from the defendant's lawyer. Um, so he, with time served, this piece of junk is only going to do 18 months. Come on. Really? That's is that even heard. possible? Yeah. I am. I, I'm a Chicago police officer. I have no idea how this is possible. This is a whole bunch of wrong going on right now. Well, Bill, I don't know what the answer is, but uh, hopefully he'll get. You know, hopefully prison will be a little rougher than he thinks, and he'll never see it. He'll never see his way out. That's all you can hope for. In the meantime, maybe he'll find true love, Bill. You never know. There's all kinds of well, well, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully he does. I got a guy from the neighborhood went to prison and gained weight. I mean, you never know what's going to happen there. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Sean. Thank you, Bill. Hey, 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 hey. By the way, I was calling. I, I, I listened to you since you were a caller. Oh. So you're awesome. God Bill, bless you. You get a shirt. You get a shirt. Bill gets a shirt. Mike Hammond, Indiana. Hey, Sean. Two quick things. One, I think you should. Uh, develop a game that says, "Guess what, Cream Pub Jim said today." Yeah. <laughs> in second, in second, uh, I need a Jimmy Carter update today. Still alive. He lost his Halloween date. Diane Feinstein's taking a dirt nap, but I think, I think, Mike, he's going to take Mitch McConnell to the mixer. They're going to have a good time. We need to have uh, a realization that we've got a, about thirty-five years worth of oil left in the whole world. Yeah, We're gonna run out. wrong. We got about 85 more years of him. I think that son of a gun might be running. Uh, Glenn and Oakbrook. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Um, Good. It, I feel bad for the Israeli troops because when they do the ground attack, they're going to have to deal with all the booby traps sent by the sent by the terrorists. Well, the good news is, Glenn, they're going to they're going to also have to watch their ankles. They might have to slip on some rocks that used to be buildings. Glenn, I'm sorry went long. Holly, 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 you got about five seconds, kid. Sure. The Marine from New York subway who got life for helping out humanity. It's a flip-on justice. Did he get life? I think he got life. Oh, my God. I got to research that. Let's make sure she's right. Holly, thanks for the call. We'll be back in 21 hours. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.